0: a global problem and that is energy poverty and to reduce the problem we have to put on our thinking heads to come up with healthy alternatives some of those alternatives is going green and what does going green mean to help us unravel this we're speaking to the CEO Green Building Council uh, South Africa that's uh, Mr. Brian Wilkinson good evening to you good evening to you
1: Sam. how are you
0: very well thank you tell us wh- what does going green mean these days
1: Uh, Going green can mean lots of things, but in the built environment terms, it basically means trying to design, to build, and to operate buildings in a way that I like to say tread lightly on a very fragile planet. So treading lightly means they basically they waste as little as possible. So they conserve energy, they conserve water, um, they use materials that can be locally sourced, they prefer to use materials that have a high recycled content and so on.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, tell us more about uh, the Green Buildings, uh, GBCSA. Well, who do they represent?
1: Uh, Sam, um the Green Building Council in South Africa is a non-profit company. Um, we're just on seven years old. We have a thousand corporate members um and we talk to near as damn it about ten thousand people in terms of newsletters and our our web and and social media reach um and i always try and say we do we do four things um we engage with the community um we advocate for green building advocate advocacy in a a sort of broadest possible description so not only education advocacy to the public sector to private sector companies as well, and that's really about creating awareness of what is green building and why is green building such such a, a, an effective response to climate change. We educate, we've already trained over 6,000 professionals in South Africa in how to do green building, and then we run a certification engine, which I suppose is the ultimate test. It's, so you say you've got a green building, well does it mean to require a set of standards? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm those set off standards um firstly what what buildings can be made clean?
1: so our our journey started really with with mainly with the commercial sector um and in a very small part of the commercial sector just new buildings mm-hmm. um, we did however last year um, um increase our reach to include existing buildings so that's and if you think about it, new buildings will always be a very, very small percentage of the complete stock of buildings that are out there. So the move to existing buildings was a, was, a, a, was, was, a, was a great, was a giant leap. Um, and then earlier this year, we announced that we would be offering a certification opportunity for residential or for single homes as well. Mm. So basically, we now, nearly as damn it, cover all types of buildings.
0: Mm. Okay, that's interesting. So that means schools can also be uh, green?
1: Oh, very definitely. Hmm. Uh, in fact, schools present such an interesting opportunity. Um, we, the, the specific grading tool we use is, is called Green Star, and for schools we would use a public and education um, building um, tool, which is designed specifically for um, education-style buildings. But I think schools is such an interesting opportunity because it offers a sort of a, a real living experience um, for children, and they, they then take on environmental sustainability basically as a life skill. So whether the school offers sort of co-curricular stuff, whether it builds it inter-curricular,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, it's, it's, it's a huge opportunity for, for, for educating our youth um, in, as I say, taking this on as a life skill and in the future um, you know, running their lives, running their businesses, running their homes in an environmentally sustainable way. Mm
0: -hmm. Feasibility when it comes to homes and and schools for turning these places into green uh, places.
1: So this is one one of the most interesting parts about green building. Mm -hmm. Um, It's more than just a noble cause of of wanting to mitigate against climate change. There's a very strong and well-demonstrated, well-researched Business case it's sports green building, um, whether it's it's simply energy efficiency, so um, installing you know low energy light bulbs, installing solar water heating, and so forth, all the way through some of the more sophisticated stuff. Um, take for example the building that our offices are in, which is a, a building at Blackwell Park in Kexar, an observatory. Mm-hmm. They've just installed 1.2 megawatts of photovoltaic panel uh, panels on our roof. Hmm. That system will pay for itself in four years and has a guaranteed life expectancy of 20. In other words, they're going to get free electricity for 16 years hmm. That's a phenomenally successful
0: hmm. investment I could put, I put master so money Into, into an investment <laughs> like that sure. oh, I wish our, our, our Public uh, utility can, can utilize this and, and think about this as a Very very viable and sustainable Alternative Should homes I mean this is, so this is absolutely fabulous uh, Are we looking in the direction of Homes uh, Doing this, uh, using this as an alternative
1: so um, photovoltaic panels at this stage for a home is a little complicated, although it's about to get easier. Mm-hmm. Um, photovoltaics currently make a whole lot of sense for for office buildings because people are working and therefore using electricity whilst the sun is shining, mm-hmm. w- which is when the panels are producing electricity. In your home, if you think about you or I. Um, other than you obviously working at night, which is an exception, but if you think about most people that, that, um, work during the day, if they have solar panels on their roof at home, the, their home is then generating electricity whilst they're not there. So yes, it could be used for things like running the swimming pool pumps, the fridges and so forth, but when you use the bulk of your electricity, which is at night, mm-hmm. um, then you would have to be going down from the grid. Mm-hmm. Um, People have used, do sometimes use batteries, so you use um, photovoltaics to to charge batteries, and then you draw down from the batteries during the day. A great opportunity, though, for homeowners is some of the basics. Um, We did a project, um, I'm sure you've heard of Blair and the the, um, CEO of the Cape Town Partnership. Mm -hmm. We did a green retrofit to her home in Pineland. Um, the project was called My Green Home, and I'd urge your listeners to go and have a look at our website, mm-hmm. um, which is www.gbcsa.org.za. Um, and there's a whole write-up on My Green Home. Why I mention My Green Home is some of the energy interventions that we used there. One of the terminologies we used was no-cost interventions, mm-hmm. low-cost interventions, and then what they call invest to save. Mm-hmm. Using simply no-cost intervention, in other words, pure behavior change. the hmm. Bulego's family save nearly as damn 30% on the electricity consumption. 30%. And oh. that's simple stuff. That's turning off the light when you're not in the room. <laughs> that's resetting your hot water cylinder to a lower temperature. Hmm. Um, that's not using, you know, um, cuddling up rather than using electronic heaters and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, so no-cost intervention is a really, really easy way to save money in your home. Um, and then you, get into, then you can get into some of the bigger stuff. I've just installed a solar water heater on my roof. My geezer um, my popped just the other day, and that's always a good time to think about changing. You know, mm-hmm. well, I replace something that's not broken, but when yes. it breaks, excellent time to replace it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, say, I'll pay for that my insurance company paid, obviously, for the replacement of the existing cylinder. Um, Eskom gives me a rebate for the installing a solar water heater. That would cost me just on seven thousand rand mm-hmm. additional. According to my calculations, I'll pay for that in eighteen months. Mm-hmm. So you know, definitely. You know, again, these these are this is this is literally money for nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, the electricity prices are just going to increase and increase and increase. So, yeah. excellent motivation to get out there and start saving. Of course, green a lot more than just electricity. But you know, electricity is a good one because it's real money at the end of the day. Mm-hmm.
0: I was looking at the general feasibility of, of going green. And, and as you mentioned, it's, it, quite, it's, it seems much more measurable. And it seems in the long run you'll definitely be saving. Oh,
1: Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and as I said, the, the, the people, you don't often get these things where you can simultaneously do good and do well at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of, one of the big commercial building owners um, invests in their buildings through energy efficient, through energy efficient um, installations and what have you. They are living out, they are being responsible corporate citizens mm-hmm in terms of doing the right thing in terms of mitigating against climate change but they're also doing the right thing for their shareholders in terms of cost efficiencies Mm -hmm. so we use the term often use the term in the green building council doing well by doing good
0: Uh, tell us uh, Brian, this would be excellent if you could go around to schools and, and, and educate uh, schools about uh, going green and uh, definitely to start very early with our start with our youth and, and encourage them on the importance of going green as another point uh, before we do conclude wind generators what do you think about that would, would that be also a, a good option
1: of course um, in, if all of the renewable sources in our opinion the are excellent alternatives. Eskom's problem there is one of what they call baseload. Um, they want a consistent supply, whereas the renewables, like I mentioned, I mentioned solar energy and you've just mentioned wind. Mm. Um, you know, there are times, unfortunately, when the sun is not shining. There are times, unfortunately, when the wind's not blowing. But as a top up, and as you get more and more of these installed, and you diversify across the country, so. You know, it's not always blowing, I, I live in Mothbos Strand, it feels like it always blows here. Um, but when it's not blowing here, it's definitely blowing, say, in, in the Eastern Cape or whatever. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's quite a few wind farms ca- um, that, that have come up of, of late. Um, if any of your list- listeners drive down to, to Hermanus, they would have seen, just as you crest the pass, you'll see um, a big wind farm that's, that's just come on stream just outside Caledon.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so they are, they are happening in a domestic level when when it's not really that viable. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian Wilkinson, we have to conclude at this time. Uh, time has run out, but thanks very, very much. Very informative, very educational. Really appreciate having you on this evening.
1: It's a great pleasure. Get your listeners, go out there, say, say, do well by doing good. Tonight, Excellent.
0: So Excellent way to end off. Thanks so much. Enjoy your evening further and uh, continue to go green.
1: <laughs> and you too.
0: Bye-bye. Bye-bye.